Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. Today, I just had a conversation with a colleague of mine, Lindsay Martin. And Lindsay is a veteran, and she is a nutritionist, a personal trainer, and she's a cannabis expert. Yes. So in this episode, we talk all about cannabis and how the stigma that's there around cannabis being, you know, a gateway drug and bad for you and all of that, that's changing as it should be because it is used medicinally, medically in many, many states across the country. And there's just this wave of legislative change that's occurring. And the cool thing is Lindsay has talked about how there are so many women in the industry, uh, CEOs, advocates, and you know people working in dispensaries and there are a lot of women who are working hard to make this much more socially acceptable legally acceptable and and using it really as a medicinal tool which it, which is what it is and how it can be used so less about the partying more about the healing powers and lindsay shares her story around uh, how cannabis helped her with a pretty severe um, health problem that she was having as a result of trauma and PTSD. And so it's been very meaningful for her and she cares very much about advocating and helping others to find the medicinal use for cannabis. So enjoy the episode. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I am curious about what's going on with you right now in your life. Is there, what, what is exciting you right now? Uh, well, I'm, I'm working on still getting my master's in nutrition, but I am also um, working in the cannabis industry and I just started a group for women working in cannabis um, to come together, to network and have special events. Super exciting. It's something that's kind of taking off with more momentum than I anticipated, honestly. So. That's wonderful. And what state do you live in? Missouri. In Missouri. Okay. Now, is like, what's the legal status there now? Uh, we're currently a medical state, so um, you have to be okay. a patient to be able to shop in dispensary, but it is coming soon. So it was approved. People collected signatures to, to get it on the ballot for legalization for recreational. So mm -hmm. that will be on the ballot for November and potentially will pass um, as early as February. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I have to tell you one of my biggest pet peeves ever is when people think that, and this, many people were conditioned to believe that, you know, weed is bad. It's a right. terrible drug. It's a gateway drug. We, you know, I grew up in, I was born in 1970. So in the 70s, it was like, if you smoked weed, you were like destined for heroin addiction or something, <laughs> or you were just a loser, you know? <laughs> but the, the, the idea that that, that weed is something that is dangerous, whereas alcohol, completely socially acceptable, not only socially acceptable, if you don't drink, often people will feel shunned or questioned like, what, what's wrong with you? You know, how come you don't drink? And it's like, well, that's my personal decision, you know, yeah. and it's socially acceptable to, to 
push it on people even as adults. And so my little pet peeve is alcohol is so much more dangerous. I mean, you could die so easily with alcohol, so easily. My daughter, who's 16, her friend had to have his stomach pumped because he drank too much vodka. Wow. I mean, we've all have stories like this, right? Yeah, but weed is at worst pretty benign. I mean, no one has ever like, you know, smoked weed and then gotten to a bar fight. (laughs) There is a big stigma, especially in like the more rural parts of Missouri. But for example, there's still a lot of like kind of lack of education, honestly. Um, So I think that the way I've seen it is then like, you know, of course, people are using it recreationally for, you know, relaxing or whatever. But there's such... There's so many like um, medicinal places where that kind of fits, right? So I'm a veteran yeah. also. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm diagnosed with PTSD. So it's something that's really helped me personally with anxiety and sleep. And I know many other veterans with the same story where it's it's been kind of life-saving, um, honestly. So And then we see that all, all across the industry as people who are here like working in the industry and you're, you're seeing patients you know, you're seeing where it is helping people. So it's not everyone just finding a way to, to get into um, the medical arena so that they can consume cannabis, but there are so many patients who actually really need it. So, Right, right. And that's, I mean, that's the good thing is that like in New York, we also were for a year, a couple of years uh, for medical use only. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a wonderful segue because it's like, well, <laughs> if you have doctors prescribing this, this medicinal product, really, then, well, it couldn't be that bad. And um, <laughs> maybe yeah. it has a lot of benefits. So it, it is, I think it's been wonderful over the past, uh, probably like 10 to 15 years to see more and more states approving the medical use and then and then the recreational coming behind. And then there's all the issue around all of the people who are in jail, Yes. right? And so there, I'm sure there's a bunch of political stuff that went on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and still going on about that. <laughs> 100%, yeah, we have organizations here in Missouri specifically that are working to kind of get people out of prison for cannabis-related, nonviolent cannabis-related um, charges. So yeah. there are, there's a lot going on about that. Like people are really trying to, to get people out who are, you know, doing what is now legal but still serving this long sentence. So yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. So now you talked before we started about how you got together with a bunch of people involved in the community, I guess the cannabis community, I'm not sure what it's called. <laughs> you created this group, but you also are uh, connecting with other people. And I loved how you said how, you know, there are people who use it medicinally and people who are there selling it and creating it and also working on the legal aspect. You know, there's so many different aspects to this and, and you all got together and you mentioned about how it's been so helpful for so many women. And since this podcast is really for women in regards to our health, empowered health, what are your thoughts around that or your observations? So I've been working in the cannabis, well, I've worked, dabbled in the cannabis industry for at least three years, maybe beyond that. But like, I've really worked in the industry for the past year. I started seeing kind of this trend of like a lot of like 
successful cannabis companies being run by women. Mm. And then we're finding like like ways to connect. I think in everyday life, like when you bring a, a group of women together, it becomes really powerful. Um, and I've had that experience because I used I've organized a group called the Red Tent. You know, it's a it's a, a movement that kind of you can start your own chapter and uh, it brings women together. It's really a celebration of the moon cycle and um, women coming together in Native American culture during their moon cycle to connect, to do crafts, to share wisdom. So I started a group in Colorado and um, Florida, both doing this. And it was a very small thing. And it really was just women connecting in their everyday lives. But I translated that over to the cannabis industry because as I started working in it and seeing how we connect with patients, it became like really apparent to me that we need to connect as women working in the cannabis industry and um, support each other because that's a better way for us to extend our reach. Mm. So I had my first event on last Friday and I had a patient, I had a panel, I had a group of women that came together at a little wine bar in a back room in a wine bar. You know, I know we just talked about the alcohol thing, but it was literally just the most beautiful, intimate space for that. I had patients, I had women who were on the corporate level of the cannabis industry in, in different companies, and then women who were working in dispensaries who were actually connecting with patients every day. So mm-hmm. we had a little panel, and we asked them a bunch of questions and opened it up to everyone who attended to ask them questions. And it was super powerful because we got to understand like what are patients needing? What are they looking for? How can we help them? Um, what can we offer that is needed in in terms of products, in terms of accessibility, in terms of approachability also, like half the battle is understanding, you know, what you need and how to get that information. So uh-huh. it is, you know, it, it is a money-making industry at the end of the day, but we are helping so many people. So it is a platform where we can connect and, and really um, reach out to women in need. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Women power. Women yeah. power, you know, like we, we have to have each other's backs. <laughs> you know, we're so powerful. You get a couple women together who are actually motivated for the same purpose and it, it becomes a thing, you know? Yeah. I just went to a big event yesterday. It was a trade association event in Missouri. So a lot of big brands of, in the cannabis industry were there and telling them about this event and everybody wants to support it. So uh-huh. the desire and the motivation or for us to like come together and find ways to really like support each other is is supported by all these brands who are producing the products. So it was it was so like amazing to see that and get that support. So super great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 empowering for you to be part of this network. Mm-hmm. And my mom has a friend who is I think she's spiritually connected to marijuana. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) She really takes a very spiritual perspective on it. And she calls the plant she. She refers to the plant as as female. And so I just, you know, feel like I I would love for this to be a mostly female-led industry. I think it it makes sense. And she's correct because the plants that actually are harvested and distributed are female plants. See, there you go. <laughs> She's literally correct. 
<laughs> yeah, she, she's she grows. You know, she's she's got fine tuned it for her own purposes. But mm. what would be? I, I'm curious about a story. Do you have a story? I mean, you've shared your own personal story with PTSD and how it's helped you. Either that or some other story that you've seen in your work where you felt like cannabis was, as you you mentioned, life saving. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just curious to hear a story about that because also I I wonder if you could share after the story. How would somebody know if hey maybe I should explore this? Like someone who like me was grew, grew up in the 70s and maybe thought cannabis is bad, mm-hmm. but now my you know be, might be older and saying hey I wonder if this could actually be something that could help me in my health. I can I can probably the story I can share is probably my own with the most depth. So I'll just go there because I think that for me, um, cannabis, it's something that I I didn't grow up doing, right? So it's like, I I really, I went to private school. I really wasn't exposed to that when I was young, like most people, most people I work with who've been smoking weed since they were, you know, 15 or or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not been my story. Um, I really was exposed to it as an adult and it was not like, and I never really got into it, honestly. It was like, okay, well, it's there. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm not really super excited about it, right? So I, I kind of just brushed it off in early adulthood. And then, you know, I started to see, like, I think I I became really aware of how it benefited me pretty recently, honestly. Like, in the past few years, I had I started to really struggle with insomnia. It got to a point where... I wasn't able to get any sleep whatsoever. And it, it kind of escalated to that for different reasons, um, distress or whatever. And it was like, I ended up in the emergency room um, having like chest pains and, and stuff that I that I couldn't understand that be, would be related to sleep, right? So um, it was it was like a point in my life where I kind of woke up and I, I, I was like delirious because I was not sleeping and I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to take drugs and... Uh, I went to the ER at one point and they tried to give me benzos. Mm. And I already know, like, I do not want pharmaceutical drugs. Like, that's just me, my entire life. Don't want to take any pharmaceuticals whatsoever. Like, that's just, I've seen in my family. It's not, it's not something that I want in my body. So I am pretty naturopathic when it comes to stuff like that. And it was really hard for me because I was at a point of desperation. And I really needed some help to like kind of resolve this um, issue with my sleep because it was affecting every area of my life. I think that that cannabis really helped me with that. Like, not I mean, obviously immediately, but over time. Like, I just started to like incorporate CBD tincture, and then I uh, slowly added THC to that. And so it wasn't like oh, I just started smoking weed all of a sudden, like heavy smoking. You know, it was just like. Right slow progression I started introducing it on CBD which I think there's a lot of confusion about what CBD is and what the difference is and um, I can that's a whole nother topic of conversation Mm -hmm. Uh, but CBD and THC together really helped me with my sleep it's like I woke up one day and I no longer had sleep problems and my levels were reduced and for me I found that I have PTSD from military sexual trauma so it's a thing that you know, relationships, you know, we have that throughout our life, right? It, it's not like a combat situation where, oh, 
now I'm no longer in that scenario and it goes away. No, it's bigger than that. I think um, with, with that source of the PTSD. So it affects your relationships every day. And Mm. so, you know, there's, there's a, a weight of anxiety that I was, I didn't realize I was carrying around. So um, even in using, you know, cannabis at night, it helped with sleep, obviously, but also helped kind of relieve this haze of anxiety that I was always carrying around that I didn't even realize. So I think whatever the condition is, and it can help so many things, you know, anxiety, sleep, you know, but also like physical pain, people who are in pain all the time and are taking like painkillers, even if you're having to take ibuprofen every day, that is very, you know, hard on your body. So in, if you're taking something even heavier than that, cannabis can be something that could really like save your life in terms of your body processing it, your liver and all of those things. So I think the big thing is education and knowing like, you know, how can this help me and finding like a resource for that. Like this is a discussion I had yesterday and going to a dispensary and, and talking to someone there who like is knowledgeable about, you know, how can this help you for this issue? You know, education is key, I think, for that. But yeah. Yeah. For me it's been um it's been really like eye opening because cannabis has always been something in the forefront of my mind in you know, I've I've worked in that industry, but like when it started affecting me personally, that's when I could kinda take a step back and be like, This is why. This is why we're doing this, you know. It's not just to make money, it's not just because cannabis is hot right now. But no, we're actually like helping people, we're helping them um, be better, honestly. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's, you know, coming from it from a nutritionist perspective, and you're in your master's program for nutrition as well. We are always trying to find, well, a few things. One, lowest hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. Second, you know, what can we, how can we help people without hurting them? Like, I think that's a big part of what we do as nutritionists, as opposed to not to speak badly about doctors, but when you start bringing in pharmaceuticals and surgeries and, you know, all of these different pretty invasive things, there is harm that's done. And if you have this tool that's, especially if you're not smoking it, right? Like if you're using tinctures or edibles or those sorts of things, I mean, there's really, well, I I, I can't claim that I know all of the research, but but from what I have read, it seems like there are little to no side effects or long-term consequences to using marijuana or, C- you know, or CBD. So, you know, to have insomnia like that and, and, and the underlying anxiety. And I also want to point out, I think a lot of people are functioning with that, that sort of haze of anxiety or depression or both. Mm-hmm. And not realizing it. So it's pretty remarkable that you were able to, you know, I guess it came to a head because you had this insomnia and insomnia will kill you. I mean, people die from insomnia. Like it's extreme. It doesn't happen often because usually the doctors come in with some benzodiazepines, right? (laughs) Hopefully they come in with, you know, other more natural substances now, but, you know, it maybe it took that extreme health ramification for you to say, whoa, there's this undercurrent of anxiety that I'm always dealing with. I I, I thank you for bringing that out because I I think it's actually very common and people don't realize. I think so too. Yeah. And, and like the insomnia, like 
had no idea that it it could be like that and uh yeah it was that was eye opening for sure and it did it put me into a place of almost desperation for you know i i have to find a way to fix this and this was something that really really helped you know i tried a, a million things you know i tried like all the natural remedies i tried a couple mm-hmm. a couple pharmaceuticals that were things that i was willing to try like um kind of an antihistamine type mm-hmm. drug. But, you know, it was effective for what it needed it to be. But then long term, you know, I still needed something that was going to help me. Yeah. So, you know, I think that it's just not something we should be afraid of, you know, it's, it's something that can really be beneficial. And like you said, like not smoking it, finding like other ways to to receive that medicine. And um, this is actually really interesting. And I'm Something I want to try. Um, I just heard about cannabis companies creating vaginal suppositories for during for PMS symptoms, and it being wow. super effective. And it's 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 a product that you never see in a dispensary, and it's it's something that I am very excited to start a conversation about because I feel like that that could be game changing for some women. You know, some women really yeah. suffer with really bad monthly uh, pain. So finding that and seeing how that works and really making it accessible to women. Like I'm very excited to like start pushing these companies into doing that. And uh, it's, it's amazing that we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. The consumer demand. And it's, it's also, if you have a lot of women in the industry, it's more likely that it's Mm. going to happen. (laughs) It's like women power. (laughs) It's so cool because I've met so many powerful women uh, women running labs, you know, and doing extraction and really technical stuff within the industry. And these companies are super successful and it's their women run. And not only on the manufacturing side, but corporate level, we have some really, really successful companies that are run by women here in Missouri. So it's really cool to see. That's awesome. I actually, I'll share my story with CBD. I, uh, about two, just a little over two years ago, I, I was wary of CBD for a long time. I was aware of it and we had the medical dispensaries here already, but I felt like, well, if you're not going to go to a medical dispensary, there's just a lot of crappy stuff out there and you have to be careful that you're not just wasting your money, right? Cause this stuff is not cheap. And so I shied away from it from a long time until I met this woman and her company is called Pure Bloom. And I would introduce you to her maybe. Uh, She's, I think she lives in California, but what happened was she wanted to create CBD that was a very high quality from organic hemp. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't find domestic hemp that was organic and maybe the scale that she needed. I'm, I'm not sure of all the details, but she basically started a hemp farm in Maine on her own and it's all organically grown and she is hardcore about lab testing and making sure that, you know, the quality is there and all of the wonderful polyphenols, right? These plant nutrients, it's not just the cannabinoids. There are other features of this plant that are helpful. And so she uh, really leaned into that and her product is amazing. So I got that from her and I started taking CBD for my sleep. My sleep was not to the level that yours was, but ever since I had kids, my sleep kind of sucked, you know? (laughs) And I tell you, I mean, I sleep, I don't say I sleep like a baby because babies wake up a lot. Mm -hmm. I sleep like a rock. 
And right. I have uh, sleep tracking. I have this aura ring, which is tracks your sleep. Mm-hmm. And often, often, probably five or six nights a week, I sleep for like seven or eight hours straight without waking up once. <laughs> and I tell you, I credit the CBD and a large part to the CBD because it, it was like literally overnight, my sleep cha- transformed to mm-hmm. way better. So I am, I proselytize. I'm like, you know, try this, try this CBD yeah. because it's been so profound and sleep is so important for our health. It it's is. the foundation. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, um, CBD was the first thing that really helped me with my sleep. So CBD tincture at night, it really, um, it could be as simple as that, honestly, when it comes to the sleep. I found for me, like, um, getting like a full spectrum CBD, which has right. a little THC in it, you know, it, it activates those other receptors. So the CBD, if it's just CBD, like it works on one receptor and you get the other receptor involved with the THC, kind of brings everything together. So it can be like even so little that you don't really feel any effect of it. But if you aren't getting tested, it really um, it really can benefit you as well. Um, right. If you're not getting drug testing. Right. So some work or something. of CBD because, oh, there could be trace amounts, which is true. So, I mean, if it's not a really, it gets tested usually in good quality facilities. And then you can see this is the percentage CBD. This is the percentage of THC that's in this product. If it's super, super, super low, like you're not going to feel it, number one. And I think that's a lot of people's concern. But if you get tested, most likely it would not even come up, but there is a risk of it. So if you're going to lose your job, for example, you just want to choose a product where you know, okay, this is tested. There's zero, zero in there, you know. Okay. That's good to know. Right. Okay. So this is important. Now, the CBD that I have is full spectrum. Her name is Wendy May. She does say that, like you said, it's possible that you could test positive because there's a little bit of THC in there. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why it's so good for me because it does have a little bit in there. And and I I was experimenting like, what would happen if I took my CBD like at like 6 p.m. instead of right? I usually take it right before bed. And I I took my normal amount and I was like, I feel a little like, you know, I feel relaxed. I feel good. But like, I feel a little high from this. Yeah, <laughs> And I was like, I didn't realize, but I also, and this is also an interesting part of this conversation is I know that I'm very sensitive to THC. Yeah, Like I'm a cheap date when it comes to THC, like super, super low levels are fine. <laughs> so, uh, so I just thought that was funny. I was like, no wonder why I'm sleeping so well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, the body, the the CBD relaxes the body, you know, and then, you know, the mind too. Like it, it, you're if you're a person who sits there and lays in bed and is reeling in their mind, you know, like CBD can really help release that. And um, I don't know, it is it's so game changing. But yeah, a lot of people are just scared of scared of that high or that high feeling. But honestly, if you're laying in bed and you're relaxing and you're trying to go to sleep, like it's really you don't feel it too much. You're like, you're going to bed. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Uh, yeah. And if, if I notice if I take too much, I have a lot of a busy sleep, what I call busy sleep feels like a little bit less settled, okay. a lot of dreams, stuff, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on. So you, you know, everybody has to find their dose, but right. the nice thing is if you can go to a medical dispensary 
they're really going to be, I mean, in, I don't know how it is in Missouri, but in New York, you had to have a prescription from a doctor. So you have the doctor already discussing your dosing and all of that. And then you go to the dispensary and there's another layer of expertise. So you can really, really fine tune it to your needs. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. In Missouri, um, it's it's not too difficult to get a medical card. Um, there's a lot of just online doctors and doing certifications. So other states, I feel like the medical programs are a little more strict, which can be frustrating for some people, but also beneficial, you know, because you're, you're getting information that you need. So, yeah. so I feel like in my state specifically, it takes a little bit more digging to like, actually find what you are looking for. If you're looking for, I have this, I need to treat this, but there are dispensaries you can go to that, you know, as with anything, you find one person who's more knowledgeable than another. So it's really just finding like, just like anything you're shopping, right? We're shopping for a good product. It's the same with the cannabis industry. You're finding you're finding places that you want to shop with knowledgeable people to help you find it, and that's definitely out there. Um, there's a lot of women and just people in general super passionate in this industry and want to put out great products, you know, that you can trust and rely on. So, and we're look, we're starting to see a lot more um, diversity when it comes to consumption methods. That that was always my thing. I think as a young person you know, experimenting with cannabis. I was like, I was always into fitness and, and nutrition. And I was like, I don't want to smoke, you know, Um, I'm over here doing fitness and coaching fitness and I'm not going to smoke, you know, I've just found a balance, you know, I found what works for me and at what level. And um, it's a little bit of give and take, you know, we're, you know, if you're eating edibles, you know, you're consuming sugar, you know, just find like what you're, what you're comfortable with and balance the benefits. So there's so much um, to explore now because we are becoming so advanced in terms of uh, lab facilities and, and how we're approaching it. Tinctures are really a great way to, I think, consume without having any of those effects, without too much sugar or actually having to smoke. So there are ways out there for those of us who are a little bit more conscious about that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's great. That's good to know. So if someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, I want to, I want to know more, you know, I want to hang out with Lindsay. Like, do you have that group that you mentioned? Is it, uh, for everybody? Like, is it online or how how does that work? So right now it's in Missouri. So I'm on Instagram at the green tent mo. You can find me there. I'm it's such a new venture, but I'm doing events, uh, planning to continue to do events quarterly for sure, if not monthly. I already have another one coming in October. So women in Missouri, but eventually I would love to have an online presence so that like women all over can find ways to connect. So I would love for that to be a possibility so that we can really bring a larger audience together and uh, have these conversations. And if anybody has questions about cannabis, 100% reach out. Like I will help or send you in the right direction because I feel like it's super valuable to know like, you know, what you're looking at, who you can talk to and your resources within your own area too. Because, you know, that is important to to be able to find local. also feel comfortable like, I know that there's there's a stig- still a stigma around cannabis and what that looks like. So I think we're really trying to break that. That's a big thing I, I see happening. I know there's a lot of athletes, for example, who, you know, use cannabis 
in, in their personal lives and it benefits them in terms of recovery and pain and um, sleep as well. So there's a lot of, of advocating for that in that arena as well. We're kind of starting to learn more about how we can benefit and um, use this as a medicine versus just getting high, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, because there are no, there are no, nobody has to worry about getting tested for alcohol at their work. I mean, obviously, if you come in drunk, you're in trouble. But, you know, if you happen to be using weed medicinally, and then you have this, this drug testing, it's, it's really unfair. And it's, it's just stupid. It's just right. stupid. I mean, I could see testing for other drugs, but it's antiquated. And I, I, I'm excited that, that that work is being done, and especially by women, yes. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. This has been so educational. This is one of the longest episodes I've done, actually. I really enjoy this topic, and I think it's important. It and the other thing is now people are becoming more and more aware about other natural compounds that are drugs, right? Like um, mm -hmm. mushrooms and uh, psilocybin, right? And and using that medicinally. So and some people may not like this, but you know, you're setting the stage for a, a lot more of a, just a, a reasonable, logical, scientific discussion about these compounds. Yeah, for sure. I think that the way we're going is is great. Honestly, I've benefited so much from, it's just like, if you explore it and remove the stigma, you can you can find healing. And, and really, that's what it's about. Whatever means that you have to follow to like, kind of find your happy or find your calm, you know, like with anxiety, it's really hard. Um, it's hard to function every day because you're constantly in this state of fight. You know, you're yeah. constantly in this, 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 like your mind is reeling, like to, to be able to kind of take a break, <laughs> you know, from all of that, like, and it's like, like you were saying, this remove this haze of anxiety that people walk around with. In mushrooms, I think it is a similar thing. Like you can, um, you can find that peace with a very small amount, microdosing or whatever. So I'm, I'm excited to see the direction that goes because it's definitely also something I would love to see um, become more normalized. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, thank you so much for this. This is awesome. And I appreciate your time, spending the extra time with me. <laughs> I'm happy to help in any way I can. If anybody has questions, you know, the green tent mo is my Instagram for the cannabis events. But um, yeah, outside of that, I, I've been finding ways to incorporate all these things in my own life and find that place of wellness as well with nutrition and fitness. So it's, it's been something that I've really worked on and would love to share with anyone who has questions. So. Yeah, that's great. It's a very holistic perspective. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of me talking with Lindsay Martin. Uh, that was fantastic. That was probably the longest episode I've done so far, but oh, such good juicy information and also just really inspiring. And if you'd like to uh, connect with Lindsay, if you have questions about cannabis, you're not sure, she can be a great resource for you to learn more. She openly said, hey, you know, reach out to me with questions. So I love that. She really is trying to help people to heal and to feel better. So you can reach out to her on Instagram. Her Instagram is linsrose144. So that's L-Y-N-Z-R-O-S-E 144. It will be in the show notes as well. 
and connect with us with Work With Your Nature, Wellness and Weight Loss by going to our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog. And so you can get lots of information and inspiration there. And we also have a Facebook group called the Healthy Happy Weight Loss Sisterhood, which is a really nice community if you want to check that out. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.